Oh, snap! The world is finally waking up to the crap that's baked into and sprayed on kibble dog food. No longer can commercial pet food manufacturers fool us with pretty pictures and false promises. This is the raw dog food truth. The view and opinions expressed on this podcast are not intended to replace medical advice. Before starting any raw diet, do research, ask lots of questions, and consult your vet. Well, hello, Raw Feeders. I'm Dee Dee Mercer Moffat, the CEO of Raw Dog Food and Company, where your pet's health is our business and we're friends. Don't let friends feed kibble. Well, it's Monday morning. Uh, Dr. Andy is here. Good morning, Dr. Andy. Morning. Always the Mondays, right? Yeah. What do you? What, what's going on in your world? How was your live last week? Was it good? Did you have some? It was good. We had people coming, building community, asking lots of questions, talking raw food and chiropractic. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, you know, I have I have a little bit of good news. So, yeah. um, and I'll probably get bombarded when I say this, but I did um, find a vet that will not. Uh, bully you about raw and will also not require that your vaccination status be um, up to date if you want to go in and do a dental or a spay or a neuter. In the Denver area? No, oh, that would not be, okay. but, but it will be in Utah. So, but, but, you know, okay. I, I, Hey, you know it's what? a start. It's a start. It's, awesome. It's a start. So uh, we did uh, get Asta's uh, teeth cleaned and also I will say did blood work and here's my 14 year old German Andy and she looks amazing and her blood work is great now I know what Neely would say is that you know it's a snapshot in time and it, it is. is but it we is. uh we always do it just to take a look and see uh where we are now one thing that that the vets that aren't necessarily trained in the raw will say oh the bun and the uh, creat uh creatine or creatine is up and and you must know that in a raw fed dog it will be higher okay and there will be some other things so you've got to know what you're doing uh in the medical world you as a pet parent before you take your dog into somebody who is not a raw feeder because there are differences okay there are differences yes and those labs are all based on kibble fed dogs those averages are all done with kibble fed dogs so that's why it's going to be different so right just right be aware of that Yep. So, uh, but I will say that, uh, you know, when I look at my 14 year old, she's amazing. And uh, I attribute that to uh, not putting poisons in her body and also feeding a raw diet, variety, 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 and uh, keeping her water clean and, and that sort of thing. Absolutely. All right. So we have a big question today, Dr. Andy. Um, and uh, so let's let's dive in to this question. Also, you guys, Dr. Andy's website is medical, uh, animal medical, animal magic, magic. Care. animal magic care. There are two C's in there. Animal magic care.com. Yeah. All right. Yep. And the YouTube channel is Dr. Andy's world. And yep. you want to get in both of those ASAP. All right. Let's talk about this sweet pup. Uh, the sweet pup is Eddie. Eddie. Eddie's 10 years old um, and he has an extra lumbar vertebrae. Mm -hmm. Okay. An extra lumbar vertebrae, which is uh, sacralized and creates instability 
in a part of his spine. Now, last summer, he had surgery to repair a ruptured disc in that spot, uh, which was causing compression on his cardia equine. How, how do I say that? Cauda equina. Cauda cauda equina. Yeah, that's the okay. syndrome. But yeah, they um, yeah, it's compressing on the horse-like filaments of the spinal cord. So the cord actually stops at about L four, and then the rest of it is just these filaments, these cauda equinas. And then if they're compressing on that, you'll get cauda equina syndrome. Um, usually, there's incontinence, severe pain, and people can get it too. He did have surgery. But a year later, later he seems to have some discomfort. Um, they recently saw a virologist at BRCC who gave them, you know, a two-week trial of anti-inflammatories. And he's responded well to that, as a people or persons will, uh, people or dogs will, um, right. to anti-inflammatories. Um, but the neurologist said that, that Eddie will probably continue to have flare-ups of backaches, neurologist wants to treat those with anti-inflammatories, but they want to explore other ways to keep Eddie as fit and pain-free as possible. So he's done all vaccines, including Lepto. Okay. And uh, I have forwarded information about all of these to the pet parent. Um, also doing some kibble and um, let's see, and some peanut butter. So the question is, Dr. Andy, my pet specialist, my body specialist on the dog. Can you break this down for us? What's going on? What what causes in the first place, do you think? It could be a plethora of things. Um, let's go to the additional lumbar vertebrae. So we have five, dogs have seven. So he has eight. The vast majority of the time, um, the additional vertebrae are um, incidental findings on x-ray. You don't know. You can't see it, can't see it by looking at them. Um, I might be like, if, cause I'm counting them all the time to do my adjustments, be like, okay, we, we've got something going on in here. Um, but generally they're not a problem until there's a problem and then you find them. So, and the lumbosacral instability tends, I think, in my opinion, tends to be the biggest deal in the back end even bigger than hip dysplasia because it that lumbar that he that meets up with the sacrum and the sacrum is the little triangular bone that hooks the pelvis to the body all right not that the bones are hooked it's hooked by muscles tendons and ligaments but that's the general idea what you got going on there so that extra vertebrae may not be fully formed it may not have gotten a fully formed disc and so that wore out over the years who knows? We'll probably never know that answer, but that would be my guess. And there was probably a lot of arthritic changes, bony changes in the area because of that instability. So that instability means the bones are rubbing against each other. That's the simplest way to put that. And when they're rubbing against each other, they're usually causing loss of cartilage and bony changes, arthritic changes. A lot of times you'll get spurring. Sometimes you'll get spondylosis where the bone, you'll actually get a bridge and one vertebrae will, um, bone will create a bony bridge and attach to the other vertebrae. Um, and so it's fascinating what the body can do and how it compensates. Um, and so that's kind of what's going on there. I've seen a lot of lumbar, um, sacral lumbar instability, and it's very uncomfortable for the animal. It's very hard to manage. 
med you know, medical wise, chiropractic wise, pain wise. Um, and of course, chiropractic will help in that scenario. How much just depends on the dog. So now we had surgery last year. Mm -hmm. So now we had additional trauma in the area, helped the dog out a lot, probably was required, especially if we have conoquitus syndrome. It tends to be very, very painful, incontinent, urinary incontinence. Um, something had to be done for this dog. Like most likely it was either euthanasia or surgery. And so oh, wow. these, pet, these pet parents chose um, surgery. Great. Better. Now that level of instability is just going to move. Because that one's fused. That one's handled. So now we're going to probably go up the spine. I don't haven't seen the x-rays. I don't know where the, and I don't know what level they did the surgery on. So we're probably going to go up to the next level. And now that level is going to become more and more unstable, more and more pain, painful. And um, depending on, I've known dogs that go in and do another surgery because the next level up becomes a problem and they have to fix that. And then usually I haven't met a dog that's done it three times. I've only met dogs that have done it twice. Um, usually by the third time, pet parents are like, um, no, we've got to do something else. The pocketbook can't handle it. The dog can't handle it. it it's a big deal. Uh, and so we have a very inflamed dog from all the previous care that these pet parents have done that their vet has told them that's what they should do. Um, and, and the kibble feeding, and we have a 10 year old, it, it's, you know, what else can be done here? I don't know. Like we, I would, this would be the conversation I would be having with them. Honestly. Um, I don't know. We, we could try, um, a lot of times the chiropractic isn't going to necessarily change the problematic area, but it's going to help all the compensation. Cause I can guarantee you his neck is hurting, his front end is hurting. He's been pulling himself along in the front because the back end's been weak. I can guarantee it's weak. It's had surgery, you know? Have they done PT after that surgery? I don't know, it wasn't in the information. Hopefully they've done some PT and built up that back end. What are they doing um, exercise-wise, um, rehab-wise? I don't know. Um, and so generally we just handle all the compensation. And a lot of times it's the chiropractic on those upper lumbar regions, the, the regions that haven't had any surgery yet that we manage and we keep them moving like they should. And we keep that pain down. And so we don't get as much instability. We don't get as much pain on that level. That's now being stressed because of the surgery. You know, one of the the re, uh, requests that that uh, this pet parent had is, how do I keep the inflammation down? How do we keep the inflammation out of the body? If we can get him off the kibble, that would be phenomenal. Um, and then, are they open to getting some at home device, uh, a PEMF um, loop to reduce inflammation on a daily basis? Maybe even a laser that they can do at home on a daily basis, something like that. They could, they have a very busy day. They, we talked about, they can always ice after a very busy day. That'll help minimally. Like, like, you know, maybe if they're more comfortable, maybe add in a massage. Um, you know, I, you know, chiropractic most likely will help. And most of your animal chiropractors are certified, know what they're doing. They're not going to go around banging on all of the surgical areas willy nilly. 
like I said, most of the time when you're actually working on these animals, that area doesn't even need the adjustment. It's everything else. And would you feel it? Would you feel that this has been, uh, that they've had surgery on the back when you're, you know, counting your vertebrae and, and doing things? Would you know, or do you need the pet parent to say, hey? It really depends. It really depends. I cannot feel arthritis. I can feel restriction in motion. Most likely just probably by the way he sits and stands, I'd be like, what, what happened there? And then they would tell me like, most likely my guess is when he sits, he rocks his entire butt back and his front and those back legs will kind of like come off the ground. He will have a very rounded back. Um, when he sits, he will not be able to sit forward up on those front legs like the and straight back like the the sphinx or the sit pretty we've talked about in the past. Most likely he's going to be very rounded. Most likely he's been rounded maybe close to his entire life because of that instability and that additional vertebrae. Let's say we have an agility dog. Do we see the agility dogs get this? Do you find that certain breeds it's yeah, just random? Just, just random. Um, and his could just have come from how that extra, cause I doubt that vertebrae was perfectly formed. And so he probably was unstable from day one, honestly. Um, and then I've seen dogs that who knows most, li- most likely trauma, like most likely hit by car. You know, these, I've seen a lot of rescues. They're now nine. They've lived with this person seven of those years. Don't know what happened the first couple of years. And most, and then we take these pictures and it's like, oh, okay. Something had happened earlier. Wow. Wow. So they're just born with this extra vertebrae. Yeah. Just random. I mean, people have random stuff. Dogs have random stuff. It just. Mm-hmm. All right. So let me ask you about anti-inflammatories. Um, what's your um, expertise in working with dogs? What do you see as far as anti-inflammatories when you have a situation like this? I mean, obviously, no pet parent wants their dog to be in pain. Chronic pain is a pain in the butt. Uh, what are your thoughts there? Well, as a chiropractor, I don't prescribe them. Um, I can't give you any. Um, I only know like the five that they use for pain. That's the ones I'm familiar with. You start asking me about other things. I don't know those. Um, but my first question to her would be, what anaplant, what, which ones, what did they do? Did they do an NSAID, which is your carprofen, your Rimadil, your Duramax, your Galaprant, um, or did they do a steroid? Most likely anti-inflammatories means the NSAIDs. It means the Rimadil, the carprofen, the Vetprofen, the Duramax, they all have different names. They are all essentially the same medication. Um, if the owner can do a bunch of other things and they have that in their cabinet for as needed basis, that would probably be the my ideal for this dog. That would be so awesome. And if I can get pet parents just to do that, because a lot of people, they're given these pills and then they, oh, I have to give them twice a day. Okay, but do you really? You know why they tell you that because they don't think you're bright enough to see that your dog's having a good day versus a bad day. <laughs> um, I don't know any medical doctors these days who would be go, well, they may, I don't know. I'll, I'll back up. I don't know. But here, take four Advil twice a day for the rest of your life. They generally don't want you doing that. They, they know that there are consequences to doing that much. 
you know, take as little as you need that day, try and do it only when you have to, like, those should be the directions on these anti-inflammatories with your animals. You know, he's doing great. He's doing great. Hey, he's being a dog. He ended up at a play date, had a great time. You knew he's going to pay for it. That's when you use them. Use them that night. Use them the next morning. Get the inflammation down. Do your other tools. Um, you know, do you know? Do some ice. Get a PEMF tool. Get the inflammation down. Take it easy the next couple of days. Maybe he doesn't have to go for his two mile walk the next day. It's okay. Um, and just you know, take it easy and get him back off of it as soon as you can. That's how I would love to see those used because that's how it is in my cabinet. I hate to use them hate to use them myself, but I have them for myself and I have a stash for my animals. We rarely ever go there, but they're there. What what are the side effects and the uh, negative consequences to using these pain anti-inflammatories? Long-term use, like daily long-term use. My dog went on Rimadil at four, you know, for the rest of his life as per the vet um, is kidney failure, liver, liver failure, and the microbiome, the gut microbiome is just trashed. And the more and more research we have on the people side about NSAIDs. So our NSAIDs, Aleve, Advil, Ibuprofen, um, don't give those to your dogs. Those are yours. Um, there's more and more research on just how toxic it is to the gut biome. In dogs, we have a lot of research on their NSAIDs and how liver values go up, kidney values go up. They, they make these organs very hard to function. Any pharmaceutical drugs going through the liver makes it harder to function. Um, and long, it will age and um, your dog will break down even faster taking these on a daily basis. That is hard for many, many pet parents to get their head around. Yes. That's very hard. It's like, well, it's, it's a pharmaceutical, it's safe. But as, as uh, you and I have, have looked at these for 20 something years, they're not safe. And um, they, they have a purpose. However, we tend to reach for those before we go for the alternative um mm-hmm. Uh, care like what you were just talking about right now the ring that you're talking about is called a cc is that correct yep yeah the cc loop yep the cc loop so you can get one of those um and you can go over to dr andy's um site dr um animal and uh she can help you with that anybody that's looking at something for their pet outside of that traditional care, right? Outside of the steroids or the NSAIDs um, and prescription diets, you know, God forbid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've seen this. I, I, I got an article today uh, from Brian, from Susan Thixton about mm-hmm. um, the truth about pet food, right? And just how Mars, Mars, I mean, all of the companies that they own and and nom nom was one of those that came out right and they bought it right up so they are um i don't know dr andy when i when i take a look it is so frightening what's happening in our food right mm-hmm. on the people yeah. side and on the pet side yeah across the board we just it's see such an aggressiveness 
an aggressiveness uh, to take those food sources over to bump real raw out uh, so that they can put all the other stuff in that dogs don't need. Right. And we just don't see, we do not see good guts coming off of that. I mean, no, no the scary. epidemic of my dog has a sensitive stomach um, oh. is the mirror to how bad our food is and how sick our animals are. Right. No, it's not, it, it's, it's glossed over as their sensitive stomach. I'm like, uh-uh. Yeah. Uh, that's generations of vaccinations, um, pesticides, and crappy food is showing up in these animals, and they are just as sick as we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It is unbelievable. But that's a good recommendation. So there are a lot of things that you can do uh, besides having to keep fusing. Right? Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Fusing. Uh, well, I call it oh, fusing. fusing. Yeah, they're laminectomies, is what it's called. But yes, they fuse it. They fuse it so it doesn't move anymore. And so when one level's not moving, the other level takes up the slack. So yeah, they fuse it. Mm-hmm. The top three, if 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 chiropractic weren't going to be a part of it, okay, and it can be, could be, mm-hmm. what do we need to do internally to help the inflammation? What can she do? What can they do for Eddie right now that would give the biggest bang to the buck for that body? Uh, for that body. Um change the diet, you go raw, find somebody in your area and start a laser program while you research and figure out what you want to bring into your home. Cause I think he's going to need something in the home. Um, and I'm torn between just doing some nice regular massage and, or maybe even doing some rehab if they haven't like an actual program in one of, we have rehab centers here veterinary rehab centers. I'm almost, he almost, I would almost send him there. And I don't send a lot of clients there. I don't because it's a big deal and it's expensive, but I I think he might really benefit this one. Is that like swimming? That would be water treadmill. That would be teaching owners how to do exercises that they would usually incorporate some laser massage there. So he might just get like everything right there. And that may be where he needs to be right now. Gotcha. Gotcha. And I don't do that very often, but he might, that might be where he needs to go. And their mindset is very much conventional veterinary medicine, right? And so that mindset, this will be promoted by the neurologist will probably be like, yeah, great. Their vet will be probably, yeah, great. So they'll feel like they're in alignment. So that might just be easier on their mindset too. And Eddie can get some help that's not so drug dependent. Gotcha. It is, a, it is a big step it, when you have a dog that has issues, right? And if you've gone down that traditional path for a long time, it would be frightening to say, hey, I'm going to go over to an alternative, uh, yes. less traditional path, right? Yes. Yeah. And we, and we okay. get that. But there, but there are some of those things that you can do. If you are willing to do um, a species appropriate diet, then I would do that. Don't expect to get any kudos from your neurologist or from your vet, that's not going to happen. Right. Um, But if you really want to bring down that inflammation, you got to take, you got to take the kibble out, right? The next step, maybe you cook for them, but if you cook for them, then we got to make sure you have the whole food supplementation that goes in that because you are going to be cooking out all the good stuff. Right. 
So um, there, there are some things that we can do. We get that inflammation down, get over to animalmagiccare.com. Dr. Andy can do a further consultation, uh, look at labs. They can look at x-rays. Uh, there's a lot that she can do over the phone on a consultation. That's animalmagiccare.com. Remember, Dr. Andy has a live every Tuesday night. It's on YouTube. It's called Dr. Andy's World. You can bring questions just like this over to Dr. Andy and then get even deeper with her consultation. So that's a great, great thing to do. All right. Well, I'm going to let you go because uh, you've got to go uh, straighten out a uh, a pet parent. <laughs> what I mean that is a logo or something, right? Almost pets and the pet parent. Right, right, right. No, it's just really the pets are great. The pets are willing to to do whatever the pet parents say. So sometimes we just got to straighten out the pet parents, Doctor Andy. Sometimes. You're doing great work. Thank you so much. Uh, Asta has benefited so much from being uh, over and working with you. And she'll continue to work with you for the rest of her life. There we go. That's right. All right. Get over to rawdogfoodandcompany.com where you can get your dog and your cats on a species appropriate diet. It's super easy. Just go to our chat or go to I'm Overwhelmed, and we'll get you set up. Raw Dog Food and Company, where your pet's health is our business and friends. Don't let friends feed kibble. We'll see you soon, everybody. Bye-bye. Oh, snap. Find out how you can start your dog on the road to health and longevity. Go to rawdogfoodandcompany.com, where friends don't let friends feed kibble, and where your pet's health is our business. Just snap. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.